I'm Elena Polson, Chief Communications Officer for Clear Creek ISD. Welcome to our first episode of Who Made That Decision? This podcast is dedicated to answering the frequently asked questions from you, our CCISD employees. If you have a topic you would like us to cover, please feel free to email us at information at ccisd.net. With our focus on people, we thought the best topic to launch with is our budget because 90% of our budget is invested in people. We are joined here today with Alice Benzai, who's an incredible person in Clear Creek ISD. She is our chief financial officer. While she's relatively new to that position, you're certainly not new to CCISD. Can you give us a little bit of information about your background and your involvement, how long you've been in Clear Creek ISD? Sure. So I have worked in the school district business for about 26 years. The last 14 um, of those years I've been in Clear Creek ISD. Uh, I initially started as a director of business services, focusing on employee benefits, uh, staffing, risk management, uh, those types of things. I uh, served for a short time as a controller. And then uh, in June, I moved over as the chief financial officer. I'm also a CCISD parent. I have two clear high school graduates and a current 10th grader there. Wonderful. So as you can tell, she is an expert on all things money. Um, So we're going to go ahead and get started. We have heard just over time with our employees because we want them to be able to go out there and talk about how this all works. And the state unintentionally or intentionally, however it is over the years, has made this process so complicated. So we're going to break it down into simple elementary terms. And um, you have done that in many settings, so I know our employees will be well informed. So Alice, we're going to start with where does the money come from? We're going to approach this budget breakdown in simple terms that we use in our own home finances. First, let's talk about where does the money come from to run our school district? Okay, so there's primarily three sources of funds that come into CCISD. The first source is our local property taxes. These are the the taxes that um, our homeowners pay on their homes and businesses pay. Uh, That is about 67% of our revenue. Uh, Next is our state revenue. So the state provides funds to school districts across the state, and that funding for CCISD is about 20% of our income. That funding in particular is based on student attendance. So the state uh, provides funding for each student that attends school on a daily basis. And then the rest of our funding is made up of uh, some federal funds and just various miscellaneous other, other things. Factors influence our budget? So there's various factors, but one of the, the biggest factors is our student attendance. So, uh, as I mentioned earlier, the state funds us primarily based on our student attendance. So, if we, uh, our students are not attending school uh, and we have lower attendance rates, our funding will drop in conjunction with that. Our student enrollment plays a role because if you have less students enrolled in the district, you have less students attending, obviously. So um, that is one of the biggest factors when we're looking at our state revenue. The other factor is that um, looking at our property taxes and our property values across the district. So as uh, many of our um, staff and homeowners across the district have seen the values in their homes increase, uh, that value is um, works in conjunction with the tax rate that CCISD sets to provide revenue to the district. On the expenditure side, we have several factors that we've uh, found very challenging over the past year. Uh, One of the largest challenges is um, 
the unprecedented inflation that we've seen this year. We've seen uh, rising fuel prices, and we have a large bus fleet that we have to fuel every day to get our uh, kiddos to school. So uh, that has been uh, about a million-dollar hit to our budget this year is just having enough funds for that increase in fuel. We also have many fixed costs that um, uh, that affect our budget every year, things like property uh, insurance. We live on the coast. We pay uh, a high premium for our windstorm insurance to protect our buildings uh, and our uh, all of our assets. So those costs have been rising uh, over the years just with the... Uh, with the increase in these catastrophic weather events that we've had. Um, so that is something that is unique to Clear Creek ISD and other coastal districts. Uh, several districts, most districts in Texas don't see that because they're not on the coast, but that is, that is something that um, is hard on our budget each year. Okay, so we have a little show and tell. So if you're listening through audio, you won't be able to see it, but you can imagine I have two buckets here. One bucket is our maintenance and operations tax rate, and the other bucket is our interest in sinking. And so these are two distinct uh, tax rates that then all combined make up our cumulative tax rate in Clear Creek ISD. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about what we use to pay out of the maintenance and operations bucket, and I've got some show and tell here. So this is a light bulb to illustrate electricity. Which bucket does this go in? That would go in the M&O bucket. Okay, and then this one is teachers, staff, things that make children come to school every day. How about this one? That one would go into the M&O bucket as well, the salaries for, for all of our staff. So Alice, what percentage of our budget is tied to people? About 90% of our budget is tied to salaries and benefits for our staff. So now we're going to move into how we budget our money, no different than people do in their own homes. So here's a dollar. Can you explain how much out of that dollar goes to which function in our school district? Sure. So I'm, I'm happy to say that uh, 64 cents out of that dollar goes directly into instruction and instructional resources. Uh, the next largest uh, piece of that dollar would go towards maintenance and operations. So that's at 7%. So that covers things like our utilities, our custodial staff, uh, maintenance staff. Uh, another large piece of that, 6 about six cents of it is for our school administration for all of our campuses. Uh, four cents goes to guidance and counseling and social working social work services, and then uh, about four cents goes to transportation, the to run our fleet of buses, uh, and the rest is is spread across various other functions. And with our attendance and enrollment down, as you explained earlier and the way school funding works, um, our general revenue has actually decreased over time. It has not gone up. Is that an accurate statement? That's correct. And then there's also another financial issue that's right around the corner for us, and that's the end of formula transition grant. Can you explain a little bit about what FTG is? Sure. So uh, the formula transition grant is... Um, basically something that was started back in 2019. Uh, there was about 280 school districts across the state that received formula transition grant funding. And uh, the reason that we received that funding is because uh, back with House Bill 3 a few years ago, uh, the changes that the state made to those funding formulas did not produce additional revenue for Clear Creek ISD. We actually lost money. 
So they built in uh, a five-year plan with this formula transition grant to give us additional funds so that we saw at least a 3% gain in what we would have have seen. So that funding actually, uh, this year we're estimating at about $12 million. Uh, That's built into our budget to cover our all of our expenses in the general fund, that funding will end in the fall of 2024. So at this point, we do not have, um, we don't have any assurance from the state that they will continue that funding or make changes to the funding formula uh, to allow us to keep that revenue. So we're very cautious in our financial planning uh, for the next couple of years until we have some uh, more information on what's going to happen with that funding. So we have less general revenue coming in. We have the sunset of the formula transition grant on the horizon. So how are we balancing our budget? Okay, so one of the things that has been uh, wonderful uh, for Clear Creek ISD is we have, over the years, managed our finances well. We have a very um, healthy fund balance in the general fund that uh, meets what our board's uh, policy is to maintain. We've also been able to, over the years, to take funds, uh, excess funds that we had in the general fund at the end of each year and move them to a capital and contingency fund. Otherwise known as a savings account. Or a rainy day fund. (laughs) And uh, the wonderful thing about that is that those, the funds in there have been able to allow us to make some facility improvements that, uh, in situations where we did not have bond or general funds available to cover. It's also helped us uh, during the pandemic when we needed additional um, uh, expenditures or additional funds to cover additional expenditures that came along with that. And also in situations where we've had a a weather event and needed to make emergency repairs. So those funds have been sitting uh, in that account uh, and we have used uh, funds out of that account. But this year we're actually, rather than moving funds over to capital and contingency, we're actually bringing some funds back to help balance our budget this year um, that this was uh, approved Uh, at the August board meeting. So we are taking, uh, it's close to 20% of those funds to um, help help us balance the budget this year so that we could meet our needs, meet our, um, you know, provide a salary increase for our staff uh, and, and meet all of these additional expenditure requirements that we have this year. And so there's a financial buzzword that we hear about also often, just ESSER. And, uh, can you explain how ESSER funds are used, um, generally what, it, what the purpose was of ESSER, and that those were federal funds that were allotted to school districts across the country um, for COVID. So how much of ESSER funds did we receive in Clear Creek ISD? We received about $36 million in ESSER funds. Uh, the funds can be used over three years. The primary purpose of those was to um, meet our students' instructional needs uh, during that time. Uh, We have uh, been able to utilize the funds to provide intervention uh, dollars to our campuses uh, for those purposes. Um, We also have utilized the funds uh, during the pandemic for some of our clinic needs that just came along with uh, dealing with the students and staff coming back to work. And then finally, we also use the funds uh, really to help with the general fund, some of our recurring expenses that we've had. Uh, These funds 
help discover some of the losses that we've seen in revenue due to that declining enrollment and declining attendance that we spoke about earlier. So uh, we've planned it out well to utilize those funds. We utilized them last year. We'll have them available this year and again next year. And it's also giving us time uh, by planning those out this way, it's giving us time until we find out what the state's going to do with our funding formulas in this next legislative cycle. And so while we've chosen to plan these funds out over three years, it really is a one-time check that was provided to us and how local school districts use those funds is entirely up to them. So when our employees here, HISD just gave 11% raise and we're hearing these big raises across our region, um, those funds are primarily coming from these federal, one-time federal dollars. Is that? In some situations with some school districts, yes, they are um, utilizing them for uh, maybe one-time payments to uh, to their staff. Uh, they may be fun- funding some uh, long-term salary increases that they're providing to staff. The danger in that is that the funds will stop and they won't have those, but if they've utilized it for those purposes, they'll have to find another revenue source to cover those recurring expenses. So um, it is, uh, uh, I'm proud to say that uh, we, with our um, salary increase this year, we have remained very competitive. One thing that we look at uh, every year is where do we stand with our teacher salaries? We want to remain competitive so we can not only recruit the best talent, but we can retain our great teachers. And so uh, we look closely at various school districts in uh, Region 4, the school districts that we compete with. There's about 17 of them. And we have um, been able to especially at teachers with experience levels of 10 and above, which makes up about half of our teaching staff, we are ranking right at the top of our peers uh, that we survey ourselves against. And um, we've also, with our new starting salary this year of $60,000 for our uh, teachers, uh, beginning teachers, we are right at the... um, in the ballpark where, of where other districts are, are paying. So we're, I'm very proud that we've been able to maintain that um, great salary structure for those teachers. Well, you and your team have done an amazing job because Clear Creek ISD is still the place to be for teachers and staff. And I just want to reemphasize what you said is that 50% of our teachers are within uh, 20 years of experience. So that's about 50%, 10 and to 10, 20, 10, 10 to 20. Or above. So that's at the highest level in our peer district review. Yes, it is. And then our starting teacher salary is at the benchmark. So it's right there where all the other districts are. I know moving to 60,000 was a big step for many school districts this year. So that was good to see. Um, I would like to wrap up by just honing in on those three big points that we talked about is um, the importance of student attendance and increasing our student enrollment, because we've seen a decline in our student enrollment, which may be tied to many other factors, COVID, cost of living, people having many options of places to live. Uh, But we do ask that our employees spread the word about the importance of kids coming to school every single day. It's certainly great, it's important for their learning, but it also has financial impact as well. And then hopefully this was informative for our employees that they feel now well-versed in school finance. If not, they can always 
repeat listening to the podcast or certainly come and um, visit with you because I know we'll be going out doing a lot of these presentations. And then uh, we do ask that our employees become legislatively informed and engaged because the future of our school financial picture will be very contingent on what happens in this next legislative session, which begins in January. So that wraps up our first Who Made That Decision with Alice Benzai. And so again, if employees have any recommendations of topics that they'd like to see us cover in these frequent podcasts, you just let us know. If there was actually an area of school finance that you'd like us to go deeper on, please let let us know and we will do it. In the meantime, thank you so much for joining us today, Alice. Thank you very much.